Jed Shepard and this is X-Rated, the X-Files podcast. This is the last episode, this is the finale, uh, so thanks very much for uh, continuing to listen until now, um, I really appreciate it. Uh, so with me today um, is Adam. Adam, uh, why don't you speak about yourself? Hello, um, what shall I say? Well, Firstly, I feel like I owe everybody an apology because if you've been getting used to uh, the uh, the Jed and Jenny, Mulder and Scully dynamic, this is effectively now either like having two slightly rubbish Mulders or, or, or even tying in with this episode, I feel a little bit like the Rayers of this situation. <laughs> yeah. I've turned up at the end and perhaps don't have much to add. Well, there, is, there are fake Mulder. There is a fake Mulder in, the, in this series, really. Uh, Miller, is that his name? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm, well, I'm sure we'll get onto it. A bit, <laughs> yeah. That I'm I'm worried about the onset of uh, of Miller and Einstein and how that is starting to feel a bit like spin off. One, one of these days we're going to lose Gillian and David and oh what God. are we going to do then? Fox still needs its X Files. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. That would be the worst. That would be the worst thing to happen uh, to television. Um, but yeah. Um, so it was kind of your idea to uh, start an X Files podcast in, in the first place. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were just uh, talking about my other podcast, um, uh, Snakeheads, on on Twitter. Uh, amongst mutual friends and um, Adam mentioned oh, I should do an X-Files podcast and I was like yeah let's do it um, and then Adam because he lives in Bristol it's been really difficult to, kind of, to pin him down and get him to um, be in London for any uh, long period of time because uh, he works in Bristol and he lives in Bristol uh, but thankfully he's made it for the finale which, which is great um, and Adam tell us what, what is it about the X-Files that you like so much that you're willing to uh, um, be on this podcast um i think well i started i watched it from the beginning i think i watched it when it i think the first few series were on were bbc2 um yeah and i remember watching that and then it was my first experience of really getting to like a show and then having it wrenched away from you <laughs> and put on sky and your parents don't have sky you're right um, yeah and so i used to have this situation where my friends down the road had sky and i i had this kind of very dependent relationship on them where i would really i would need them to video season three uh, <laughs> and sometimes they would forget and i would have to try and sort of curb my frustration and anger <laughs> that they, they'd forgotten this thing that was so important to me because they didn't really care wow. uh, with the fact that I wanted them to carry on recording it so I didn't want to like make them too mad yeah. so I was taking it very seriously I completely forgot about that entire scenario because that's exactly what happened to me too mm. it was it was x-files there was a couple of other things as well um that i needed my friends to take from sky um before i got it it was things like the simpsons and also wrestling um and then x-files the yeah <laughs> the big three um so yeah i i think i actually um kept relationships going as in friendships going just for that reason just for this, that sweet really sky bad. access and there's this one guy who was just just literally he was like a 12 year old criminal and i had to be friends with him because he had like the, the best sky with all the channels um and he went to yeah he went to prison when he was about 16 as well so oh, no. so yeah probably for stealing like uh, tv shows on the tv so what you're saying is <laughs> x-files nearly led you directly to a life of crime i think so i think it is the gateway show to uh <laughs> to crime well I, it does show a lot of people getting away with it doesn't it so it does. you know there's a murky moral message in there if you're uh, if you're a mutant of some kind <laughs> yeah commit a crime nine times out of ten you'll probably get away with yeah, it yeah the episode will end with you just sort of you know lurking in a drain or yeah, exactly. getting in a car and moving to a new town or whatever <laughs> exactly um, or smoking through your neck exactly 
exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my my level of obsession, I think, but I was I was very nerdy about X Files when it first came out to the point where when I got these videos of Sky episodes, I would then kind of collage my own like I can't remember talking about this. I would collage <laughs> my own video cases and it nice. was because it was back in the early days of the internet as well. Yeah. I, I would be I would be on my like dial-up AOL, spending <laughs> yeah. two hours downloading a 20-second American TV ident of the next episode to try yeah. and figure out what it was going to be about. Yeah, And going on all those X-Files uh, kind of proto-forums where it was just like 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 pages and pages and pages of just like text. Yeah, um, exactly. Nobody could upload a photo. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't afford the time. Um, but yeah, so this uh, so Adam's really the reason why uh, we have uh, this, this podcast, so thanks very much. It's been cool so far. Um, and and uh, yeah, the, he's here for the episode I probably like the least out of uh, the six episodes so far, probably um, for a number of reasons, which we'll we'll come on to. Um, but let's just go straight into it. This one's called My Struggle 2, which again, if, if you're already calling something 2, it means it's inferior um, because there's already been an original. Um, and I think that's kind of kind of lazy. I know it's kind of the second part of a, of a two-parter, sort of. But um, I, I think he could have got away with calling it something else. Well, they never used to be that lazy either. You know, two parts as previously, you know, you'd have like Tunguska and Terma and they, yeah. they'd at least have a new they've name. They've done it a couple of times, the Redux and Redux 2, oh, yeah. they've done a couple of times. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, but Chris Carter, um, I think a lot of people have said this about this new series. He should stay away from X-Files. He created it. He should pass his baby on to the, the guys who kind of know what they're doing and, and know how to tell a coherent story without... Uh, just making it slightly boring um, because the, I think the first and the last episodes are probably the weakest if you kind of forget about the second episode for a while um, and yeah out of a sixth episode run you don't want a third of it being like kind of weak-ish yeah, and also, oh, was I struggling under the weight of exposition by the end? Of, like, I, I think well, it's called my struggle too. Yeah, that's that. So it is that our was, struggle too. That was yeah. my struggle. Yeah, to to to, to, to what? Well, actually, I think I think my struggle one was worse for this in that it was basically like sitting down while someone describes an episode of the X Files. <laughs> yeah, well, you mean the start when Mulder goes, "Hi, my name's Fox Mulder." Yeah, it's also, like the start of my two dads. If you remember, right. that. I do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that is that's. That was when My Struggle 1 happened, and they did this again in My Struggle 2. The thing that irked me most and made me think, I'm not sure we're in for a smooth X-Files reunion ride here, is the bits where, uh, the pre-credit sequence where you've got uh, David Duchovny in the, in the first episode and Gillian Anderson in the sixth, yep. talking about the, the history of the X-Files yep. while somebody throws down press shots off them on the table. <laughs> and my first thought was, who took these photos? Like, yeah. If that's supposed to exist inside the world of the X-Files, people would have had to have gone into abandoned buildings <laughs> ahead of Mulder and Scully <laughs> exactly. to take photos of them coming in with their flashlights. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense yeah, at all. Yeah, these surveillance cameras are really high definition for the 90s, yeah. yeah. Um, but it also looks like a, one of those 90s point-and-click computer horror game. Yeah, you're right, it is so much exposition and very unnecessary because we got it all from the first one we really we know what the x-files is now mm. we don't really need to hear about it again from scully and i think uh, the, as the exposition continues later on i think one of the main problems i noticed as the credits came up is that i think this episode was written by chris carter and yeah. two doctors it and, was yeah and yeah 
boy, can you tell. Because <laughs> I, re I really don't think they need to explain the exact science. You know, yeah. in, a, in a show that has had, you know, men that can squeeze through air ducts, yeah. giant, like, fluke worms that live in the sewer system, I don't think we need to know that the science behind this episode is, is completely sound. Exactly. I mean, um, well, I mean, I guess it's good to have something uh, relating to... Something that can happen in real life because we all like real life horrors. If it's too fantastical, um, then maybe we won't um, kind of connect with it as much. So I guess this, this is their way of saying this could happen, guys. This could really, really happen. Um, but yeah, once you get too technical and medical, you kind of lose some of the. It just it slows it down. You kind of lose some of the the kind of the impetus of the episode. Yeah. Um, There's a conversation between Scully and Einstein about two thirds of the way through. What fake Scully? You mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Scully to the Scullying. Um, <laughs> where yeah, they're literally just ex explaining explaining you know like oh but doesn't that pathogen work in this way? Well yes, but when it's treated in you know and it's like yeah. I don't care like exactly you know, and like, I no I don't that. think it doesn't sound like they they care too much as well. Um, I, I mean again I don't like the whole fake Mulder and fake Scully, Miller and uh, Einstein kind of dynamic. It's just, they, they've done that before in like the last couple of series of X-Files anyway, having a fake Mulder and Scully. So we don't need it again while the real Mulder and Scully are on screen. Um, but yeah, so as you said, it starts off with this just crazy kind of exposition, which ends with one of the worst things I've seen in X-Files, Scully turning into an alien. Yeah, we get it. Is it. There's aliens involved. We don't need to see her physically turning into an alien and the most kind of hackneyed alien possible as well. I feel like, I feel like maybe they've had to do that as a concession because because the whole the whole plot of the my struggle episodes is more that it's it's a conspiracy of men rather than it being you know entirely alien like aliens aren't directly involved yeah. so far or so, so we think yeah. yeah or so we think and so it feels almost like they're like well we've, we've still got to show them an alien yeah somehow. exactly and so you've, you've then got this this yeah this kind of cgi shot of scully that you know that's not a thing that's actually happened <laughs> no. it's like that's in the audience's imagination. It doesn't exactly, matter. and it's like they did that for the in the in those dream sequences as well, where where their kid William turned into an alien as well. It was so unnecessary to see what they're dreaming about. Yeah, the, the dream just... sequences in general, and also like I know it's another episode, so I won't go too far into it. But yeah. the the one where Mulder supposedly thinks he's you know on drugs and like, goes <laughs> for this dumb. I, I feel like uh, uh, LSD or his mushroom trip. Yeah, I feel like with with this series and also probably with with the last three or four series of of, of old x-files or yeah. classic x-files as i prefer um, <laughs> it's uh it feels a little bit like the writers chris carter the actors have just written a laundry list of things they'd like to do on camera yeah, yeah and then yeah. they figure out a way to make it an x-file exactly and i think they also wanted to, with it with that again it's another episode but with that with that um trip sequence they wanted to make it interesting so i guess they, they threw in the, the lone gunman which is did you see them oh, in yeah, that show? Yeah, yeah yeah it's a shame they don't they didn't get their own episode it would have been cool to see them back instead we have this uh Tado Mali, is that his name? Oh, yeah. Um, who's, who's effectively playing um, one, an amalgamation of the lone gunman. Yeah. Because um, he kind of does the same thing, exposing stuff. Um, so, yeah, so into the actual uh, episode, um, it start, starts with Tado Mali's, uh, basically it's a YouTube show, which seems to be like really, really popular. Mm. Um, and we spoke about it in, in, in the first episode. I still don't understand the mechanics and the logistics of having... Um, a an online show that's essentially the most watched TV show 
there is or yeah. something like that. It's just, it's just I know YouTube shows are popular and online shows can be popular, but it's, they're not ever world changing. And like the news aren't reporting on a lot of people it. seem to be taking it very seriously for a show whose logo is a cartoon um, magnifying glass. <laughs> well. like, yeah, know, it's a bit sort of uh, Pink Pantherish. <laughs> That's true. That is that is really true. But I guess it just kind of um, it's it's kind of a good way to explore what he's actually doing. He's He's trying to magnify uh, the world so you see what, what's really going going on. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a, a weird weird concept to have in X Files because this is meant to be set in the real world, and I don't think there's a a person or character like that having a show like that online that's getting that much exposure. Do you know who I think is? I guess is the closest parallel I could think of for that is who? Russell Brand's The Trues. <laughs> oh, I guess <laughs> so. Yeah, that's kind of the only thing that's even remotely similar. Yeah, I also noticed that uh, I think there's a nod. Um, with Tanamali to another Fox show because uh, their version of YouTube in the X Files is called Mind Quad, which I think is an American <laughs> Dad reference as well. <laughs> nice, nice bit of uh, subtle cross promotion. That's great. Um, and what his what uh, Tanamali saying in his show is that there are people out there with alien DNA, um, essentially kind of exposing uh, not only Scully but everyone else in the world who um, has been secretly been given um, alien DNA and they're, they're walking amongst us. Um, and yet, so how did he get his show back? Or so his show was taken off the air, I guess, by the government originally. And it's been, did they say it was been six months since his last broadcast? Is that what it was? I'm not sure, but it, 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 it was, they made a very big deal about shutting it down at the end of My Struggle 1. Yeah. And very little of how it's suddenly back on air. Yeah, and with there's no problem. Same studio and, uh, and a studio. And I noticed about, about his studio, he's got three, three cameras, the three camera situ- um, situation. And, uh, if you have a website, no, how does he make in all of his money to have that many staff, to have that many people operating the cameras and, and to have, like, uh, like stretch limousines and stuff? I don't understand the monetization of his show mm-hmm. and why he can have helicopters and stuff. He, his character seems wildly showbiz compared to the job he's supposed to be doing. Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah. He's, for, for a truth-sayer, he seems to be uh, really living it up. He really is, yeah. Because you think uh, someone like that would be kind of a bit more secretive and in the shadows, and and but he's really putting himself out there, isn't he? Yeah, he's not afraid to uh, kind of uh, show off. Um, so uh, then we also see Mulder um, driving somewhere. We don't know where he's driving to at this point, but we can see his face looks damaged. It kind of looks like he's been beaten up. Um, his face is all red and kind of swollen. It looks like he's got scabs on it. And kind of my first. Uh, kind of thought when I saw this was that he's obviously having a um, another trip and, and like a flashback to his trip or he's, he's done something else uh, to make him to make someone hit him because he's still tripping or something. Um, what was your feelings on on when you first saw that? I thought well, I, I I quite liked it because I thought for the first time in this string of episodes we're being shown something without having had the whole thing explained. You know? <laughs> I was like okay. <laughs> Suddenly he's beaten up. We all, or, you know, he's he's damaged. We didn't see how this happened. Like nobody's yeah. explained why. I was like, this is this is something you know for for the viewer to work out rather than kind of have it said to them. That that is true. Um, because this ha- they really have kind of spoon fed us for for most of this series. And I mean, I guess only in the the Wear Monster episode was there ever. Kind of, uh, we feel like the rug was pulled away from us, like towards the end, when we kind of realise that the um, it was a were creature that's been turned into a man rather than the other way round. I think that's the only surprise I've had so far in this series. Besides seeing that that kid in in, in the ha- with a sludge face, with the kind of like in the in episode in um, 
my uh, what's it called again? Uh, the one with the with the kids in the, in the in the basement and all their faces all messed up and they're all what they call? Oh god, I don't know. Yeah, I forgot what the episode's called, but you know, it's just it's yeah, one of those uh, things. Um, so yeah, so Mulder is driving somewhere. We don't know where it is, but we know there are some something is at stake. Um, and we also see Scully, based on what Tad O'Malley has said to has said to the whole world. She's messing around with her DNA and she's uh, getting a, a little bit of help uh, from a fake Scully, which is Einstein. Um, and like. I can see what they're trying to do. So what they're trying to do with adding these two characters is they are trying to make m- trying to make Scully into the Mulder. So Scully's portraying all of the um, tropes that Mulder had in previous series. So she's the one that's actually being. Um, She's think she's 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 not thinking scientific. Well, she is thinking scientifically, but she's also thinking the stuff out there and the unexplains around. Um, then, but then we've got this die-hard um, other character, another very similar character called Einstein, who's a bit like uh, Scully was in like series one and two when she hadn't really experienced that much crazy stuff yet. Um, yeah, almost arrogantly dismissive of yeah. two much more experienced FBI agents. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She, she has a real disdain for like Scully even remotely trying to think that there was something, something out there. And I love it that Scully um, is sitting at Mulder's desk and she picks up Mulder's phone. Um, and in the background, you see like I want to believe poster because she's really almost morphing into into Mulder. Not only um, in in the way she acts, but also where she is and her surroundings and, and kind of um, and how she um, speaks to other characters as well. Because she speaks to other characters like they're the, they're like like Mulder does. Like they're in the wrong and they're the crazy ones because they don't believe this this crazy stuff, um, and I think it's great. And now Mulder is becoming the, the Mulder of old. It's almost like having two Mulders, which is great because it, when you have two kind of uh, characters that you can't really predict, um, the narrative in theory should get more exciting, um, more explosive. Um, yeah, and, and and she gets a she gets a call from um, Annabeth Gish. What's her character called? Reyes. Oh, Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. He says, um, "I need to meet you. I need to tell you something." And it's at this point that uh, Annabeth Gish tells us about um, the fact that she's been kind of uh, cohabiting with this cigarette smoking man. I couldn't work out whether she was like having sex with him as well. Was that implied they're having I, a relationship? I mean, I don't think that just seems so wildly away from her character in the past. I can't yeah. imagine that. The other thing I didn't quite understand is that it seems like he primarily just wants her there to put cigarettes in his neck. But <laughs> yeah, then, but then doesn't like, everyone. <laughs> yeah, but then later in the episode, he's happily doing it himself. So it's not like it's a job that he can't do. That's true. If I made a Tinder profile saying, seeking someone who can put cigarettes into my neck... When you think about it, well? it, is, it is unnervingly creepy that basically it boils down to... he. It's like, if you want to live, yeah. then you have to come around my house and live with me and put a cigarette in my neck whenever I tell you to. Yeah. That's amongst the creepiest living arrangements I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. But to be fair, it's a quite a good offer because he's offering her life in return for doing something that it doesn't take that long. I know it's creepy, but you, you, I'm guessing she's there for like free house and free free board and free food and stuff. Yeah. And if, if I was her, I would, I would try and justify it to myself by saying, I'm saving my own life. And the thing I've been asked to do is killing the person. Slowly killing, yeah. Position. And like, what? 
so at, at some point, would, would she get the... Has she already got the, the kind of cure inside her? Or is that to come? I guess I, I don't Otherwise, think... Otherwise, what's her motive for I staying? I don't think she's stupid enough that... Oh, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't really explain that. No, there's a, lot, there's a lot of unexplained things about her whole setup. I, d- I don't really understand it. But she's obviously worried and she's, she wants to warn Scully of the impending... Essentially, an apocalypse. So they meet up um, in a in a, a nicely um, rainy kind of situation, and um, it, it, she explains to Scully that what's been happening is, um, as explained in the previous episode, um, Roswell was a smokescreen, and uh, potentially all of this kind of alien stuff was really a cover for the cigarette smoking man to. Uh, put his plan to action, which was really to kill everyone but save the hit the ones he's chosen. Mm. He's effectively a god, and the way he saves people is by putting this alien DNA into them. And he um, and also what um, and this is something that Tad O'Malley explains. What's effectively kickstarting this this uh, mass genocide is chemtrails um so the kind of the trails of kind of i guess jet fuel that's left behind after an airplane passes that's it the aluminium or something in that is what's kick-starting something that's native in our systems that will destroy our immune systems and and make us susceptible to, to loads of diseases is I that right a very good job of summing that up yeah. um, and of course it's chemtrails because any excuse to prove that it's you know 2016 <laughs> yeah you know, they've they've already name checked uber there's been like <laughs> yeah obviously never miss an opportunity to show uh the uh the the many different uh features of the new ford car as well <laughs> that's right there yeah a spot in this episode where scully closes the boot without touching it, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Um, on a side note as well, just before we uh, leave uh, Reyes and the cigarette smoking man, wouldn't yeah. that be a great spin-off? <laughs> okay, it really or, would. Uh, his and hers comedy, where she has to live with him, and he's like, he hides around the corner and he pulls out a bits of his face. Like, <laughs> yeah. The really odd couple in his neck. Yeah. yeah, I would watch that. I would definitely watch that. What would happen in the pilot then? What would be? This, that would be her first get in there. Yeah, I think at some point there would have to be some kind of Benny Hill style chase. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he's taken off a bit of his face and he's trying yeah. to like, hit her with it. It'd be something like, uh, it'd be like, cigarette smoking man, you've left your face in the bathroom again. <laughs> you have to refer to him as cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, the whole time, yeah. Oh, that would be good. We need, uh, yeah. I'll make that. Um, yeah, to, to be honest, and there are certain... I mean, I kind of crapped all over this episode right at the start, but there are elements of this that are actually really good and, and, and fit really well into classic um, X-Files. Stuff like how horrific is Cigarette Smoking Man's face? He, he's basically... Because he, um, he was in an explosion, essentially, which burnt off his whole face, um, and everyone thought he was dead, and we all did. Um, but they've kind of reconstructed his, his face similar to how the kind of the, the fan of the opera kind of does it just covers it with like mask a mask basically covering the burns it reminded me of Javier Bardem's villain in uh, the Bond yes as well. yes creepy creepy so, I mean it's, it's the quickest way to, to kind of bookmark him as the monster yeah. by making him physically into the by monster by making him look like the bit on your finger when you take a plaster <laughs> yeah exactly basically. not 
not it wasn't enough to make him um the kind of leader of mass genocide of the entire world they needs to make him um his outward appearance as black as his insides too exactly yeah it's like yeah his his ultimate aim is to wipe out 90 percent of humanity but uh, look he's gross as well yeah but what what was his remit of, of people he saved because he why right okay why would he save Mulder and scully that is, <laughs> like, that is, I just don't understand. Why would, right, so, uh, first of all, like, let's go back to the start. Why would there be an X-Files in the first place? Why would, if Cigarette Smoking Man is this man behind all these conspiracies, why is, why is he full-on employing the two people that can bring him down? Yeah. And paying them every, like, every single week, I guess, or every month. I'm sure they're not, they've got a proper contract. And, and just kind of letting them get away with getting close. But then... What I thought on the way here, on the way to the studio today, is he's doing it because it adds to his conspiracy. Because what he's trying to do is make people think that there's an a- that there's potentially going to be an alien invasion. So all of these alien things um, that that come up in popular culture, and all of these like things we find like Roswell and stuff, that's part of his plan to make people th- know about aliens and think about aliens. So when the, the final thing comes, where he um, does this mass genocide it can be blamed on the aliens so he can live free as as not the master of genocide as a kind of a hitler character but as potentially a man who has a lot of power and he's nothing to do with it with the genocide because he can blame it on the aliens so that's why i think the entirety of x-files has been so far that's the cover-up he's he's blaming the aliens so that's the only reason why he's employed Mulder and Scully because they're the ones who are who are adding to his conspiracy in the first place. Right, but then that's still I'm still not sure it answers the question of why he would save them because yeah. if there's only a hundred people left on Earth. You don't have to worry about any of that cover-up stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. Though I think he was going to save. Was he going to save ten percent? Well, I, I didn't really I didn't really figure out. More hardcore Xbox fans may may well beat me with a stick for this, but yeah. I can't remember. Did they ever get to the bottom of whether he definitely is or isn't? Mulder's biological father because that would explain why he would want to save them I guess I don't I think it was a question mark but I think it was kind of left with yeah he is Mm. Um, and that's why he hasn't like killed him the whole time Um, and that's why he I guess that's one of the reasons why he's offering him a deal and that's why he sent this really really bad agent because if you're going to send an agent to kind of go get Mulder Cigarette is a little bit competent one that just doesn't barge in and I I feel like the email that Cigarette Smoking Man sent was go and sub, you know gently subdue this man and explain explain the deal yeah but, but the email that was received was go around standard thug style and just with a gun in your hand beat him just, yeah. just break in and if you, if you go into somewhere and i think the door was open you 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 your your cover's blown you don't, don't go in just wait till he comes out or something also that was uh that was a surprisingly good fight sequence i thought <laughs> it definitely was yeah yeah you know like i was saying i think that a lot of the actors and stuff had a laundry list of things they'd like. Yeah. I think David Duchovny was like, I want to throw some like borderline kung fu in. Yeah, he said to Chris Carter, have you seen The Bourne Supremacy? Can, can we do that? Like, yeah, okay. So there's like close quarters in one kind of small space, throwing people around, hitting walls, breaking tables. Um, it was a great scene. I did, I did notice that every time he kind of went through something, um, the stuntman kind of hid his face. Like there was always something in front of his face that you couldn't see it was him. But still, it was still a great, great yeah, fight scene. Really and then it led to possibly the worst line of dialogue in this episode or the whole series. Which That's going to be hard to go on. When he, when he, it, it obviously, it cuts then to, uh, uh, to Mulder pulling his gun on the cigarette smoking man. Yeah. And he just goes, you sent for me. 
I'm here. <laughs> that was it. There's, there's actually, I think there's one later on as well. Um, yeah. All the lights go out in the hospital and then Scully yeah. goes, oh, as if we weren't already in the dark. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that is awful. How did that pass QC? Oh, that's crazy. Um, but um, yeah, so um, Cigarette Smoking Man is, is essentially offering him his life. He's similar deal to Reyes, but without the kind of creepy neck smoking thing. Um, and said, if you, um, if you want, and if you stop being a, a bit of a, a bit of a dick then you can be saved and obviously Mulder kind of wants to stop him so he just goes off but actually before that um, fake Mulder turns up and saves some real Mulder um, and uh, but but real Mulder is sick, and actually um, Miller is also kind of sick. I, I wasn't sure because he was wearing a mask. I wasn't really sure if he was he was sick himself, but uh, his face was a little bit red. Oh yeah, because then later on in the in the car, which yeah. is like, how are you doing? They're like, we could use a couple of doctors. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Both in trouble by then. They are both in trouble. Um, so yeah, so um, Mulder is sick and is potentially dying. One of the many times in, in X-Files where Mulder is potentially dying. And as we know, this is X-Files. He's probably not going to die. So the stakes were not that high for me. I, I wasn't worried that, okay, that's it. Mulder's dead now. It's just going to be um, uh, Einstein and, and Miller from now on. When you think about some of the scrapes, the high, the like the high... Yeah, like the massive scrapes he's been in before, like Tunguska Terma, where he's like yeah. lying underneath the wing of a of a submarine that's about to crush him through the ice, you know? yeah. and then like he's he's tied down to a table in a Russian gulag with chicken wire, and they're pouring, <laughs> drowning him in black oil. Yeah. Him having like a bit of a flu and being in a warm house with someone who may be his real dad is yeah. not a particularly dangerous scenario. But we don't actually know what he's got because I think it it might be different for everyone. Potentially, because like the soldiers, obviously, because they were had the, um, the vaccine for um, anthrax, which I guess you, you you potentially have to have some anthrax put into you in the first place. And if your immune system is compromised, then, then does that mean that the anthrax or whatever the, the effects of it multiplies inside your body, even though it's kind of latent? I don't know. I mean, again, we got a lot of science, but we didn't get a lot of ex- explanation about what kind of illnesses everyone's got. I like I like the way that they ma- have managed to put a fresh twist on the alien conspiracy, though. I think that's the one good thing about this yeah. episode is yeah. they brought it round. I mean, the one thing that's a bit of a question mark for me, though, is that this is the first... I read this in a, in a review the other day as well, that this is the first time that it, the, the whole population has been at the mercy of whatever Mulder and Scully are investigating. Yeah. So I guess in that case, the stakes are very high in that it's everybody on Earth. Yeah. But also... I guess later on, I guess we'll come on to what's going to happen next for the X-Files, but yeah. when when a case involves everybody on Earth, yeah. that has got to potentially change the nature of what the show is in the future yeah. as well. You can't just go back to, like, you know, staying in motels because exactly. you can, you know, squirt poison through their eyes. Or <laughs> but also, yeah, it not only changes the nature of, of how the show runs, it also changes the nature of of the X-Files because it's no longer an X-File. It's, it's, it's a legit, like, thing that's happening to everyone. And it can't just be Mulder and Scully, the only ones who are around to save the world. There must be entire world government on the case to try and solve this as well. So it would be really good if what happens in the next series is we find out what happens in, in other countries' X-Files, like the British one, there must, like Project Blue Book, I think it's called, or it used to be called, and in other countries, because this is happening worldwide. So it'd be great to see like almost um, alternative world Mulder and Scullies and 
Um, kind of like they do with like Superman, so you have a Russian version. Of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they've already done Einstein and Miller, and I'm not. I guess so. Don't encourage them to create more models. That's thing. true. That is true. That that be that be weird. A weird spinoff. But it is on Channel Five, and and anything you watch on Channel Five is is essentially kind of hokey. I I find. I mean, this whole series has been somewhat heavy on the cheese, but totally. Even yeah. so, it's probably got more gravitas than almost anything I've ever seen on Channel. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, and like. The, 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 the best thing about this episode, I think, is I mean, uh, I was again just dissing the Chris Carter, but this looks very cinematic. That like there was epic, big scenes. Um, it's it's just it's filmed really well, and he, I mean, he's a good director. He just didn't make any of the good good episodes of X Files, really. Um, but yeah, this is almost like what would happen if um, instead of having a six series, six episode run, they just made an X Files film th- part three. Um, and this feels like a story that would be part of it, like a big worldwide kind of thing. Yeah, and it's I mean it's it's arguably a bit more coherent than either of the X Files movies they did make, especially well. the second one. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, the second one shout out to billy connolly <laughs> um yeah hello there was also there was uh, it, it, there's sometimes when you look at this it's like it's a straight up bioterrorism case like you said yeah. it's, it's arguably not as much of an exile it's basically it's outbreak it's, it's the film outbreak yeah. but just with older in the sky sometimes i looked at, i looked at this and i was kind of like if you if you didn't, if, if you didn't see Mulder and Scully and you just watched five minutes of this, yeah. you could be forgiven for thinking you were watching 24. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like an episode of 24 yeah, as well, isn't it? Yeah, lots of vaccines, lots of races against time, people yeah. displaying symptoms, you know. It's a bit similar to The Strain as well. Do you ever watch that? I haven't, no. Yeah, it's, it's kind of similar concept. Um, but yeah, and, and one, one thing the Cigarette Smoking Man has, has been doing, he, he said this has been, well, they've been using technology from the 50s, alien tech from the 50s. I'm guessing that's after Roswell. Um, well, it is obviously after Roswell, but maybe that's when they kind of honed the technology. Um, but then he also said this has been going since 2012. Do, do you remember him saying that? Yeah. So this is the, the wheels have been put in motion since 2012. I'm try, trying to think what happened in 2012, besides that Roland Emmerich film 2012. <laughs> like that's probably what he was referring. Yeah, to. I he think so. Like, he saw that film and he's like, now's the time. <laughs> yeah, now's the time. People. <laughs> but of course, in the in the Mayan calendar, 2012 was meant to be the end of the world. So I don't know if that was meant to be a, a, a nod to that. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they're just setting it up for flashbacks in future series or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the next series, it starts with like fake Scully doing a voiceover and like this is what's happened since last time oh, awful um, yeah so um, everyone in the world uh, as Adam said is getting sick um, and uh, the, the immune systems what's basically happened is we're losing are we losing part of our DNA is that what's happened a strand of our DNA is is, is being removed in order for the um, uh, to shut down our immune system is that what's happening? I think I think that's what that's what um, Raya said. Is that what Raya said, or was it fake Scully? See, after all of this complaining from me that there was this was written by two doctors and there was too much exposition about the science, I realise now that I wasn't paying attention <laughs> yeah. to a lot of it. I'm, I'm confused by by a lot of this, um, but yeah, um, Mulder is uh, in dire straits. So he's in the car with with fake Mulder, and they're driving to who knows where? Where were they actually going to? Just away, or were they trying to get to Scully or? Um, or he, I don't know. No, he was. Yeah, I guess, I guess away. Yeah, and in, in, inside the car, um, they give a call to um, Scully, who's luckily managed to kind of reverse engineer a cure based on her DNA, um, and she has to give it to. Uh, 
fake Scully because um, fake Scully is also having problems with her immune system. Um, so that's the quickest a, um, a potentially life-threatening, world-threatening disease has, has come, in, come to light and then fixed it was supposed to be about 24 hours. <laughs> she still manages to fit in enough time to show off the new Ford cars. Right <laughs> yeah. And also, inexplicably, somebody uh, somebody pulls a post out of the ground uh, while she's running around with these, yeah. these IV bags and smashes a window. And she runs over and goes, stop, everyone, stop. And everybody does. Yeah. No one knows who she is. She's just a mad lady holding yeah. bags of fluid. Yeah, exactly. For all they know, they, that could be her urine. Oh, this lady <laughs> with bags of piss is shouting at us. Maybe that's why it scared them too much. Get to the hospital. There's a miracle there. Um, and every now and again, we see little snapshots of um, Tad O'Malley's um, getting progressively sicker and sicker. And it does that thing in TV shows and, and films that I hate, which is uh, making the screen flicker, making that <laughs> sound. Yeah. I hate that because that wouldn't happen on a web show. It would just have the, the spinning wheel kind of like symbol or um, it would just go off. You wouldn't get that kind of... Yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. He's, he, and he's saying, you know, oh, the we, we don't know how long we're going to be able to broadcast the people who, who are keeping the broadcast going are all getting sick. Yeah. But if someone who keeps the broadcast going is getting sick, it's not going to make it flicker. It's even just going to stop. Or yeah. On, isn't it? Exactly. Is there someone there with, their, with, their, with like a dead man switch on the <laughs> internet and if they get sick and then let go of the switch, yeah. the internet turns off. Maybe that's how online broadcasting works, is that a man <laughs> has to keep his finger on a button to stop the screen from flicking and if he gets sick, then he'll let go. This is basically lost. Yeah. Like so, someone has to type in a sequence of numbers every like 24 hours or, or the internet turns off. Um, but yeah, so she, she's she, she she has all these um, well she has the cure in these two IV bags and she's running to her car which seems really far away from 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 the hospital you'd think she'd park a bit nearer <laughs> and <laughs> yeah but she wants to go go past like a, sh a shopping place uh, but she gets in the car and she tells them to uh, keep their phone charged. I'm guessing they've got a the charger in the car um, and she's trying to make her way towards. Um, uh, fake Mulder and, and Mulder, who are both getting progressively sick, but Mulder is looking sick as a dog. Um, and like she eventually gets to a bridge, and I, lo I love this part because I mean this is filmed in Vancouver or something, right? Mm. Um, but it, it kind of looked like it was like Washington. It kind of had that feel. It didn't look like it was Toronto. Um, they get to a bridge, and the bridge is obviously just gridlocked, full of full of. Fords, and, and of course, <laughs> and as we all know, uh, a lot of the best X Files moments take place on bridges as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I think it's almost like a, a metaphor for um, a lot of things in, in X Files. Like, um, I can't think of one right now, but it, it kind of makes sense. Um, and she sees them um, across the other side of the bridge, and she's trying to get to them. A bit like the end of Crocodile Dundee. Uh, she's trying to get. <laughs> she's trying to get to her, her guest love. Um, and she kind of... I thought there was going to be something a bit more dramatic here. I thought she, she would have the IV things and she'd get hit by a car or hit by a bullet or fall over and then the bags would smash. But there was there was nothing. She yeah. got she got over there quite fine. Um, Again, uh, like, you know, like Mulder's illness doesn't didn't feel as dramatic as previous illnesses. Absolutely not, the no. Last, the last time I remember Scully being on a bridge, you know, she was about to be abducted and then yeah. people with no faces came and set fire to it. <laughs> yeah. This time, not so much. You think really. she'd have an aversion to, to, to bridges. Uh, but... The um, yeah, so she 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 gets the mulder and she has the life saving. He looks like he's just about to die. She has this life saving stuff in her hands and she's like she kneels down slowly. Mulder, are you okay? I'm here now. And he's like, Ugh. and then she gets up and she has a conversation with uh, with fake Mulder 
I'm just, I'm just thinking, just, just put the IV in him. He's, he's about to die. Don't have a conversation with your mate. Yeah, That's also, crazy. She ran across town on the basis that IV would save him. Yeah. As soon as she sees him, doesn't yeah. really like, doesn't check his temperature or anything. Nope. She just naturally assumes that what she's got isn't going to be good enough. Yeah, he just looks like a goth at the moment. Uh, like, what, what was she even running for? Like, you know. Yeah, she has like no sense of urgency the second that she gets there. Uh, but then it's too late anyway because uh, what we see is um, a ship a spaceship, an alien ship, appear above them, um, shining a bright light down, classic X-Files style. Which is great coincidence because she's yeah. literally just said to fake Mulder, this IV is not going to be good enough. He needs stem cells. That's in right. The only person, like exposition time, yeah. the only person that can give them to him is William, our son. We don't know where he is. Yeah. Q spaceship. <laughs> exactly. And like, how did she know? How, how did she know from that exact moment? I'm looking at him for a few seconds. She, he needs stem cells inside him. Is that how it works? Can you just like get stem cells also, from him? would a medical doctor say he needs stem cells in him uh, now? Yeah. Like, is that how you would pre present that information? I mean, I'm no stem cell scientist, but I think it's a little bit more involved. You can't just get stem cells from... from especially, is there no way of getting stem cells from someone else? Because there's other people that are infected as well. They know where loads of these alien children are because they've just been there in a previous episode. Why do they have to find the one... I guess maybe because of the DNA matches a bit more, but like she's also got alien, half alien and half, and half human DNA. Why don't she put her stem cells yeah. in him? She's right there. Yeah. Just, I don't know how you, you get stem cells out of you and or, or what, but like it seems a bit elaborate. And they've been, they've been um, trailing the whole William thing for the entire series so far. So I thought, okay, the last episode, he'll appear and he'll be like an alien and he'll like show them the way or save their lives. No, like it, that's not what happens. What happens is the alien spaceship, and it's not even an alien spaceship, it's the spaceship that Tad O'Malley had in that barn, whatever. Um, again, so, so are there real things, such real things as aliens, or is this a, a government conspiracy from the very start? Because this is the same spaceship as not only killed the, the kind of hot girl from the first episode, but here it is now um, for shining the light onto Scully. And we know from the previous episode that what happens after the light shines is you basically die and explode. Yeah, although different light, because in the first episode it was like a green light. Oh, that's true, yeah. The green light means imminent death. The white light is somewhat ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it's good because, I mean, Chris Carter is a clever guy and he knows that leaving it like this with Mulder on just about to die with a cure in Scully's hand and, and an alien ship above them, no longer can anyone say that aliens don't exist, I, I guess. Though this is playing right into Cigarette Smoking Man's hand because because it's just so open and the whole world is having this affliction and then an alien spaceship turns up, people will think, okay, it's an alien invasion, they're making us all sick, they're trying to kill us all. So this is playing exactly into the cigarette smoking man's hands. Um, and also, if they do take Scully, she's got the IV things in her hand, she should really give them to fake Mulder, to give to real Mulder, quick, um, before she's taken. Um, and that's kind of how it ends, on that kind of cliffhanger. I and I think it's too much of a cliffhanger. I think you know if they order more episodes, we're going to be waiting at least a year. And yeah. I feel like they could, you know, leave us with two or three questions. But I feel like there's the infinity questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like also, if you're going to make such a big deal of William that you will see him in multiple flashbacks and they will refer to him in almost every episode, yeah. have him turn up in the series. Don't yeah. you know that's not a big enough deal that we should have to wait another series. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but I think it's it's the thing that I think they were going for was because the thing that she gave away 
is the only thing that can save Mulder. So I think that's kind of... So if she kept him the whole time, then maybe Mulder wouldn't die. I think so. I think in the she's going to have a lot of like guilt. She has a lot of guilt anyway. But um, yeah, I think I think that's what they, what they were going for. But like, who knows where William is? Oh, they 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 work for the FBI. They can find him in five seconds. So like, it's not going to be the biggest mystery that. I'm guessing the next episode, uh, if they really want to find William, they just go back to the FBI headquarters, type his name in, boom, there it is, end of series. I mean, fashion, the ship itself is so ambiguous as well. Are they going to beam Scully up? Are they going to beam Mulder up? Are they going to beam William down? Like, yeah. what's the exchange situation? But did you notice the light was both on fake Mulder and Scully? Uh, so I was thinking, this is a good way to separate them. So maybe she, maybe she drops the IV bags um, in just in time so Mulder can like maybe inject it himself. I don't know if he can do that. And then he has to deal with fake Scully. Mulder, so it'll be Mulder and fake Scully. And then there'll be another s- things going on with uh, Scully and fake Mulder on a spaceship. That could be quite, quite what would, interesting. What would be your, your dream scenario for the next five minutes after this cliffhanger? Um, that they're saved by the lone gunman. The lone gunman turn up like an in, A-team in style, A-team style van. Like, quick, get in! And uh, yeah, they save the day. And they'd, they'd be like, we've been tracking this spaceship for the last however many years. Um, and they they can just work out. And I think you have to bring in another bunch of kind of people like that. Because Tad O'Malley is the real extreme of of the kind of uh, truthers out there. Yeah. I guess I guess I guess you've got that old guy as well, uh, the guy who 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 was yeah at the crash site. That's true. Yeah, the one who he said Roswell was a, was he the one that said Roswell had smoke screen? I think so yeah. Um, yeah, but we don't want it to be just about a group of scientists like saving the day. There needs to be, I guess, action. Yeah. I would quite like Crycheck to come back into oh, it. God, but I like because Krychek why can't why can't he? Did I'm he sure. die? Did he die? Yeah, uh, well, I think he died and then he came back and then did he die again? I, I can't would, remember. I would forgive him being brought back from the dead. Normally, I hate when they do that in shows. I think yeah. it's the end of a show. But for Crycheck, I would make an exception because I think outside of possibly Benjamin Linus from Lost, he's one of the greatest <laughs> villains of TV history. He really is. And even like a spin-off show with him would be would be, would be be great. Yeah, just like a kind of Saul Goodman style. <laughs> yeah. Crycheck just sliming his way around. Yeah. We find out why why he's uh, such a slimy kind of son of a gun. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Well, how about you? What would you like the next five minutes to be? I think, well, I think realistically, what what could happen is I would like it to be that Mulder and Scully are both beamed up to the ship where William is waiting and he's actually now like a fairly high up figure in a sort of alien human kind of consortium yeah 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 yeah. Samantha would be there version of her (laughs) oh that would be great that's how it should have ended like Mulder getting beamed up and you just don't see it but just you hear someone say um, Hi Fox in like Samantha's voice. Yeah. Although we've seen, we've had so many versions of Samantha, I don't think I would ever believe yeah. any of them were real anymore. But I guess what, so. I yeah. mean, I think what I would, that's that's my realistic. Oh, maybe she's got William. That's what would make perfect sense. Yeah. She's been looking after William this whole time. That's it. I bet you that's it. I'd be into that. But I think that's what it. I would actually love, but will never happen, is they both get beamed up to the ship. All of the uh, all of the best villains are there. Tombs is there. Flukeworms <laughs> are having a sort of like cantina band party. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Where like, hey, where's Tombs? And you just see his like little <laughs> someone sneaking out of the air conditioning yeah, unit. Exactly. Like somebody called for me. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, he's like a paedophile, right? In real life? Yeah, yeah. Is he? I think so, yeah. I read an interview with him um, that Empire did where he basically said that he was cracking um, onto Scully the whole time. Well, he was cracking onto Gillian <laughs> Anderson the whole time he was filming and never got anywhere. 
I think if he's not a paedophile, I really apologise, but I think he married a 15-year-old. Oh, you might want to fact-check that one. Yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, as far as Krychek goes, I, I've just got a note here that just says, I miss Krychek. <laughs> yeah, because he's awesome. I mean, I, th- I mean, I guess they don't have to pay fan service every w- in, in this series. There's only six episodes. So they obviously, they could have easily brought in Lone Gunman and Krychek, and everyone w- would have loved it. Mm. Um, or I guess we get to see like one second of uh, the Lone Gunman. Um, but they didn't do that. They held back. And I, I'm guessing they held back because they know that they could potentially have more X-Files series. And, and it's very likely there will be another run of like 12 I episodes. I can't believe there won't be more. My, my, yeah. my worry for future series is that they start to phase Mulder and Scully out and they promote Miller and Einstein yeah. to sort of, you know, do I like think X-Files, the new class. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> the college years, yeah. No, I think they've learned their lesson about um, trying to replace Mulder and Scully. X-Files is Mulder and Scully, and without them, then it's, it's nothing, yeah, totally. essentially. Um, any, other, any other thoughts from the series as a whole? One thing for me was that Scully had an autopsy in every episode to begin with, but for me, <laughs> historically, Scully yeah. autopsies fall into one of two categories. Either yeah. something, either the body is still animated or something comes out of it unexpectedly, yeah. or it doesn't. <laughs> and that is that's the mark of a good or a bad autopsy as far as X-Files goes that's so true I'd like to see more surprise movement in uh, yeah in things coming out w- William coming out of a dead body that'd be, that'd be good um, yeah overall I, I, I quite liked the change in tone from every episode um, it wasn't just you, you couldn't pin it down to what this series was it was it a funny one was it like a serious one it was kind of everything and I think having um, Darren and Glenn Morgan on board made made it great and the I mean my favourite episode was the um Mulder and Scully meet the were monster by far in fact because it was just a change in tone and it was just silly and funny and yeah there's potentially an end of the world scenario about to happen but again there's this there's this weird creature that we've got to check out. And I always loved the Monster of the Week episodes more than the kind of mythology episodes. Yeah. Um, by I far, I I used to like the mythology episodes more, but once I realised that they weren't ever really tying anything up, no, then I I got frustrated with, oh, we're gonna have to sit through another two hours where nothing will really have changed. That's yeah. true. Um, and this series as a whole, I did enjoy it, but I sort of feel a bit like that. X Files is like, imagine you've got a son and he's <laughs> a straight A student, and then he goes away travelling. And then he comes back and it's all like B minus. It's like, <laughs> sure, you know, he's still still talented, but he's he, he's been away and got a bit complacent and you know yeah, he could yeah. do better. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um I I guess I, I was expecting a lot, um, but I would have I would have easily accepted a kind of an average X Files series. But I think this was this, this was above average, based solely on there was actually two, at least two really, really good episodes in here. Um, and and those were the the three and four the wear monster and uh, the one after that I can't remember what that one, what that was called but um, there was lots of lots of good things I think uh, especially in this episode the the use of uh, women um, is I mean a lot better than it was in in the nineties and in the early two thousands uh, because I mean X Files was always about pro women and, and women can do things just as well as men but I think they did it they did it really well in this series without kind of knocking you over the head with it I mean there was one moment in the episode with the with the Banksy art stuff where it was a little bit over the top where she was essentially a superhero oh. when when she was like fighting bad guys like half her age and stuff well, um, the, the, my struggle too as well primarily it's it's 
men getting sick and be, and or being evil. Yeah. And and largely women pulling together to save the day. Yeah, it's, that's it's, exactly it's, what happens. It's a Bechdel test pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and that's what happens. Scully essentially saves the day. She saves the world once again. Um, she's probably saved the world more more than Mulder at, at this point. Um, because usually her, her job is to just to keep Mulder in check. But here she's keeping the world in check. Um which is great but yeah I, I just think overall it's a really 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 uh good series and i don't know if in a couple of years i look back on this in hindsight and think oh that was that wasn't as good as series 11 12 13 um if that ever happens so that's the real uh, do you have any more else to say about this series in general or just your expectations for the new potentially a new series um i mean they're obviously going to do another series aren't they you yeah can't, you can't leave it on i i was a bit disappointed that they left it on such a cliffhanger um after yeah. so few episodes um but yeah hopes for the future that they continue to center it around modern scully don't yeah. introduce too many new people uh, use cigarette smoking man sparingly and chillingly because uh, yeah. I think too much of him and you realise that you're watching a sort of a slightly elderly man acting not quite yeah, well as well yeah maybe uh, maybe that's too mean no no um, I think I mean he was never really an actor in the first place was he oh that's right yeah because he was just in the first episode and he was like an extra and he just looked really cool so they just thought yeah we'll, we'll make him the bad guy from now on and then my more outlandish hopes are return of Crycheck and uh, yeah. more scully autopsies where things are jumping out unexpectedly for yeah the body, please. oh I'd love it for Crycheck for him to have been in like in Russia or something like solving or doing ex files stuff in Russia or, or just somewhere else and then the, their worlds combine when this world event happens yeah, um, if if they can manage to keep it a secret, if if, if the first I know that Crycheck's going to be in it is that he turns up on screen, so yeah, I don't hear about it beforehand. It doesn't say guest starring Nicholas Leo at the start. So yeah, I just want him to turn up. It'd be quite funny if um, Crycheck said, "Well, I was also known as William," and it turns out somehow that he's their son. But <laughs> I don't know how they would work that one out. Probably with about four hours of exposition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Scully. It all happened when we invented time travel in 2017. Um, but yeah, so uh, thanks very much, Adam, for uh, for being here. And no uh, sorry, I'm a bit croaky, everyone. No, annoying. <laughs> we uh, are uh, happy for you to um, come back. If we do, if there's another series of uh, X Files, we're happy for you to come back and and uh, do whatever episode that you c- you can you can fit in. Awesome. I'll bring notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I brought a lot of notes today. Um, and where can we find you on social networks, Adam? Um, I'm on Twitter at Adam Nonfiction. Yep. Uh, that's probably the best place to start. Cool. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D, or Postpop Records, or postpop podcasts we can check there um yeah and uh, if you want to email me jed at postpoprecords.com too thanks very much for listening to this series and hope you listen to the next one uh, don't unsubscribe from this because um one day soon and you, you don't know what day that will be nor do we you'll see another episode appear um so thanks very much everyone and i think i've thanked you enough Bye-bye. bye bye